Hello and welcome back to my channel. Tonight, I'm just going to go over one of my favorite entries from my new devotional book that I wrote and it was published this past summer. It's called, I am my father's daughter, embrace your God-given identity. Now this one tonight, you might have read the title of it and you're thinking, is this still, um, is this still a Christian podcast? Yes, it is. I promise. I promise it is. So tonight we're reading about uh, one of, we're going over one of my all-time favorite en entries from the book. And just honestly, it's one of my favorite things that I've ever gotten to write in general. It's called Zombies Are Real. And in a way, they are. So just let me explain <laughs> before you uh, think I am not a Christian. I promise you I am. And God actually gave me this idea. I thought it was so creative at the time. I remember I had spent all day writing at the office, but um, I was approaching the, the deadline for it really quickly. And I hadn't gotten as much done as I thought I would. It was like December of 2020 was it yeah and it was supposed to be finished by January sometime so I had about a month left and a lot of the book left to, to write maybe I was procrastinating or something or going through a writer's block or you know the pandemic made me sort of not in the mood to write but um, I was in the swing of it on this day that I sat down to write this. So I didn't want to stop because sometimes when you're writing, you get into a good flow. It's not a certainty that the flow is going to keep flowing. It might stop and then it's like a week or two of struggling to find words. And anyways, so I sat down at my kitchen table to, to write some more and it felt like God dropped the title of it into my head. And at first it made me laugh because I just thought, hmm, I love this idea of um, getting to write about zombies, you know, but in a way that glorifies Jesus. Like, can it be done? And also I knew that the title would probably leap off of the page at people. So I'm just going to read a paragraph or so and then maybe, maybe stop and kind of explain, but. Um, so the first paragraph, first I share from Romans 6, 4, which is one of my favorite passages. It goes into how when we die with Christ, like giving him our whole life, surrendering it all to him, saying, I belong to you now. The old me is dead. You paid for my sins. That old me is in your tomb that, that you, you know, were laid in for three days that old me is gone, a new me is here. My favorite part of this verse is the last part especially. It says we have been co-resurrected with him, Jesus, so that we could be empowered to walk in the freshness of new life. And that's again from Romans 6.4 in the Passion Translation. So that pretty much sums up where I'm going with this entry. It's not necessarily about zombies in the way that we see them in horror films. It's more about how to deal with a past that refuses to stay dead. And that's what I start to explain, especially in this first paragraph. It says, for years, 
I was plagued by nightmares of zombies. These recurring dreams would place me inside of dark, condemned houses with with sealed doors and the undead angrily limping towards me from every direction. In some of these nightmares, I could hear the cries of my family members from upstairs somewhere or from down in the basement behind a deadbolted door. Fear would engulf me as I realized, horrified, that I was just as trapped as they were and had no way of helping them or myself. Because my, bio- because my, my biological father was violently abusive throughout my, my childhood, sometimes he would appear in these dreams as well. In one of them, he murdered my older brother in the hallway of our family home, and each night my brother would rise from the dead and drag himself inches and inches closer to the room where I slept. What he would do when he reached me, I didn't know, and I did not want to find out either. These zombie-infested nightmares continued for years, even after I gave my life to Jesus. So... Growing up, I I didn't know how to process the abuse that I went through, and it would often just, um, it would show up in my dreams. Just all of that hurt, it it had to go somewhere, and I I didn't have the capacity to, like, even wrap my head around what was happening to me. I just knew that my father was somebody that I feared, and my mom seemed powerless, and... Her, her dynamic with him and then all of his kids were powerless so I felt trapped and desperate to do something and, and so it doesn't take a psychiatrist to see the hidden meaning here with, with these dreams when I was growing up but I was really surprised to still have these dreams after I gave my life to Christ I, I would think aren't I a new person like where is this coming from how do I get them to stop? I, I want to be completely new. I want to be a new creation. I'm tired of dealing with this this past that won't stay dead. It won't just be a dead issue. And I started to specifically notice that I would have these dreams that for months I wouldn't dream about zombies at all. But then when I shared my testimony with preaching... Suddenly that night and for the next several nights afterward, I would have zombie nightmares again where I was trapped or my birth father was terrorizing me and like I was being chased by the undead. So I noticed that and I prayed about it. And in this paragraph, I I go into that more that after I was called into ministry and began to preach, I started to notice a connection between these nightmares and my real life. For weeks at a time, I would sleep peacefully, but then suddenly, there those rotting limbs, lifeless stares, and snarling teeth would be. Slowly, I caught on. The zombies would return each time I shared my testimony. I had been beaten and violated for the first 17 years of my life, but because I had survived it, I thought I was over it. The truth was, I had not healed from my past. I had buried it alive. Because the wounds caused by that abuse were never dealt with, they would claw their way up to the surface to torment me each time I spoke of them. I will never forget the words that I heard the the Lord speak into my spirit as I sought his help to kill these zombies once and for all. He said, the past will continue to haunt you until you dig it up with me. 
So a lot of things had happened that I believe I buried them years before I gave my life to God. And so they, because they were buried and I refused to face them, they couldn't be exposed like to uh, his salvation. If I had been willing to face them, like as soon as I surrendered my, my life, then maybe I, I wouldn't have been haunted by these nightmares. But I just didn't want to. I've been running from it for so long. I didn't know how to not run anymore. And so they would literally chase me. Like the, these memories, when I say they, would chase me in my sleep. And every time I would mention them in ministry, like as a healed person, I would have been able to mention them, you know, in a sermon and have them not haunt me that night. But because they were so unhealed and so raw, I would dig them up and like a zombie, they would come and, and really like wreak havoc in my life and, and especially like inside of me I had no peace every time I would share my testimony and, and share about how much God had changed my life and he really had he just hadn't um gotten to my past yet but he had really helped me to heal in my present life he was healing my relationship with my family and and um helping me to learn healthy habits and like really start to build a better life where I just had a, a, such a deep sense of joy. So it, it was startling though when I mentioned my past and then suddenly that joy that I would usually feel was just gone and I would wake up like in a cold sweat, panicked. It, it almost made me stop talking about my past. So when I prayed about it, what I felt like God told me is don't stop talking about your past, but deal with it first and then he could use it. But he couldn't really use it as much as he wanted to until I was willing to stop running and face it with his help. I love a name that he gave me for Jesus in this entry. It's near the end of it. So for the rest of the entry, I, I go into just how important it is to not bury your past. Um, I didn't add this into the actual entry because it had to be kept a certain length and it would have made it too long. But I wanted to add one more thought that I'm going to share with you here. That uh, It was such a cool phrase that God just kind of put on my heart and I never forgot it. He told me this a year and a half ago. It was, um, don't bury your past without a funeral. I just, I'm going to say that again because it was just, it still gives me kind of some goosebumps. Don't bury your past without a funeral. I think that to a certain extent, you have to bury your past to heal it, but in the right way, in the right circumstances. We have funerals for people who die, for people that we love who die. It's not really for them. It's meant to honor their life, but it's really meant to provide a sense of closure for their family and their friends and everybody who love them. Like it's really meant to kind of be a time where you get to grieve and mourn. With my with my mother, um, 
I cried all through her 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 service and it, it did help me like sometimes tears can be a cleansing thing with my older brother who you know it's kind of strange in this I mentioned that I would dream that my birth father killed him well he did die last year not from murder thank god but um just suddenly he went to the hospital for something simple and they they think that he had a bad reaction to medication and he went to sleep and he just never woke up so that was really sudden and because he lives lived in germany i couldn't go to his funeral at the time i was working and couldn't get time off so i just i i sent love i i sent um help for the funeral and i i was there electronically but you know just like through phone calls and text messages and just trying to be there however I could with all this distance I'm in Atlanta but not being able to go to his funeral left sort of an open wound for a while because I had no no closure on my end so like funerals do have a purpose to them and I I believe that God he wants us to lay our past into a tomb it's meant to be buried but it's meant to go into you know the the metaphorical tomb that that Jesus left open so when he was resurrected he left an empty tomb but it's not supposed to stay empty when we come to him we surrender our past to Jesus by talking about it openly with him by offering up those memories when they come up saying, God, I'm remembering this stuff. I'm giving it to you now. And uh, one thing that's been helpful for me with really harmful memories, like things that sting when they come into my mind, is that uh, the memory itself hurts because um, I was being violated or I, I felt alone, I felt misunderstood. Uh, so it, it helps me to imagine Jesus in the memory with me holding my hand or um, standing beside me or you know his arms open ready to hold me and help me through it if I can imagine reimagine those memories with God there because he was there he's loved me all along my whole life then it doesn't hurt as much and I know that he saw what happened. He knows what happened. And so I'm able to let it go because I know he won't forget it. It's recorded somewhere. It matters. So with, with memories, we have to deal with them before we bury them. Otherwise, they're just going to keep haunting us. You know, in a lot of those horror movies, I know that with a lot of the ghost stuff that, you know, people even say that the ghosts will haunt an area because they didn't get closure in their real life. I don't know about that. All I know is that if we're ever going to be the people that God created us to be, the people that Jesus redeemed us to be, shed his blood for, for us to become and um, to have what Jesus died for us to have, then we have to deal with our with our trauma but we don't deal with them alone 
So it really does help to imagine Christ with us in those tough memories. And for me, it, it helps me also to know that he's right there with me as I confront them now. So yeah, I'm going to rephrase that for, for you though. So your, your savior was with you back when any traumatic thing happened to you, any sort of rejection or abuse. And he's there with you now. Sometimes it's harder to deal with past pain, especially um, if the people who were in that scenario with you or caused that pain are gone. Because it's like, well, who do you confront? Who do you talk to? Who do you vent to? Both of my biological parents are, are dead. So... I couldn't sit down and talk with them and tell them how they made me feel even if I wanted to. So it it helps me to know that God was there as they were hurting me and caused that trauma. So I can talk with him about it and I am talking with someone who was a witness to it, who was an active person. part of my, my life at the time, even though I didn't know it. But talking with God about it, it, it helps me to have somebody to process it with. Um, so, yeah. But my favorite name, I had started to say this and I got off track. <laughs> my favorite name for Christ is in this entry. I refer to him... I think in the last sentence, surrender your rotting matter to Jesus, our unbeatable zombie slayer, so that you can enjoy the freshness of your new life with him. I love thinking about Christ as a zombie slayer. You know, why not? Why can't he be a zombie slayer? If the past can haunt us and chase us down, and come after us trying to you know steal our peace and steal our sleep if we can be haunted by the undead and we can if it's not dealt with then why why can't Jesus be a zombie slayer i like to think of god in unreligious ways not not disrespectful ways but for me with my faith it helps it to stay fresh or to feel fresh anyway it helps me to stay excited about God when I don't just call him by names I've always heard if I can think outside of the box and maybe just forge a relationship that's really truly unique between me and God that also has helped me a lot to heal from things and to move forward with my life because like I know that God he is my heavenly father and he's also my friend he is king of all kings so there's still um, a reverence in my faith for God but he's helped me to to think outside of the box with my prayers and the way that I view him as well I have like a habit every day. I give him a new name. I think that that God is much bigger than we imagine him to be. 
And so why can't he have thousands of names? He has so many throughout scripture. He's known as Elohim and uh, Jehovah Rapha and Jehovah Jireh, the Rose of Sharon, uh, Lord of Heaven's armies. He's known as the I Am and Yahweh, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the Alpha and Omega. I know his biblical names. I love all of them, but he's been unique in my life. The way that he, he doesn't talk to any of us in the same way. And I noticed that David in, in Psalms would make up new, new names for God all the time. He would, um, a lot of our favorite names for God came from David's prayers where he would call him his shepherd. He would call him a refuge. He called him his very best friend, and I've made up names for him myself. So one of them is Zombie Slayer because he has literally helped me lay my past to rest permanently. And when I talk about it now in testimonies and stuff when I preach, I'm talking about a dead issue. It does not have a hold on my life anymore. It does not haunt me when I go to bed tonight. When I go to sleep... It won't wake me up with a cold sweat and a feeling of dread because my past is dead. It's dead, dead because Jesus killed it and he's helped me to have a fresh start. So that is why this entry is just one of my favorite ones ever because it is just, I thought it was creative. It was a lot of fun to write after I finished it. I just kind of sat there and giggled for a couple of minutes because I knew like, ooh, some people who like creepy stuff like like me are going to love this. And it's out of the box. I think it's memorable. And for people who are struggling still to, to overcome your past and to really leave like the pain and shame that you went through behind... I know how hard that is. It's often a long process, but it's one that God will walk you through step by step by step. He was there with you in the moment. He's there with you now. And there really is a life for you on the other side of all of this. He's going to help you to find it. I would love to pray with you, but first... I'm going to lead you through the declaration for this entry. So just say it with me. I'm going to say it slowly. I am my father's daughter. So I will do more than survive. Through the saving power of Jesus Christ, I will heal, thrive, and enjoy life. That's what God wants for you. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for today and for the person who's listening on the other side of this recording. I know that you're right there with them and maybe you've led them to this recording and maybe they've been asking you questions about how to heal and recover. Maybe they wonder if recovery is possible, if they can ever feel whole and unhaunted by their past. 
God, I just pray that you would fill them with hope, not only for the future, but for their present circumstances right now. Please help them to know that with you, they really can overcome all things and that Jesus left his tomb open when he was raised from the dead for their painful past to shrivel up and die in. It does not get to haunt them and hurt them anymore. In the name of Jesus, I declare that their pain will be dead, that their past will be dead once and for all, and that they can begin a fresh start with you. That maybe they, they can even begin to feel the weight of what they've been through fall off of their shoulders right now, right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for their freedom, for a new life to start for them right now. God, please show them what to do. Please show them how to heal and walk them through it like I know that you will, step by step. Give them courage, God, and patience to listen and to face it. They don't face it alone. It's scary to open up a grave where we forced the past to, to go to before it's truly dead. So Jesus, I'm just calling on you to come and help them to slay these issues once and for all and to give their past a funeral and to move into the freshness of new life with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great night. Thank you so much for joining me for Heart Talk. I hope that you enjoyed it. And if you would like to buy I Am My Father's Daughter or just learn more information about the book and some of my other books that I've written, you can go to our website at heartofhosanna.com. We, we have an online shop there where all of my books are up with information about them. But I Am My Father's Daughter is especially meaningful for, for me because it's full of not just biblical truth, which is amazing and encouraging, but it's also got advice from women in my life who have helped me so much and, and given me lots of words of wisdom that I placed in this book for you. And then there are some lessons just personally that I prayed about and figured out with God's help that have nothing to do with like your spiritual walk. But but some of them were just even like how to care for my body physically, how to figure out finances, like everyday things that if you don't have someone in your life who can show you how to navigate them can be so difficult. I, I didn't really have... Um, a mother that, that, that I could go to for advice on these issues. And so I felt just wildly unprepared for adult life starting out. And I've had to learn a lot of stuff that I probably should, should have known way earlier, but what are you going to do? So just in case anybody else is struggling with some of the same stuff, just how to function. I didn't know how to do a lot of normal things. I placed some advice in here for you so that as your sister, maybe I could help you out too. So I pray that the book is helpful for you in a lot of different ways and um, that 
It helps you to feel supported, of course, by the Lord because he loves you so much. But also, um, it really is a privilege to get to encourage you as like your sister in the faith. Whether you're older or, young, or, or younger than me, it, it doesn't matter, really, because just sharing what you know, some, we're all given a piece of a puzzle that we're meant to share with somebody else. Receiving and giving the puzzle pieces, it kind of helps us to see the whole picture. So I'm just really um, excited to share the pieces that I've been given. Okay, have a good night. Bye.